0: Oh, we, you know, I mean, we, we just let's, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh. one more time, oh. one
1: more time. Oh. One more time. Oh. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BearsPod. Please visit them at KinsLager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com.
0: Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Chicago Bears Podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down our early training camp thoughts and much, much more. A-Dub, training camp is here. Yes, sir. We ready, baby. Audience,
1: we've been teasing this for weeks now. Players have reported A-Dub. We got those guys out there on the practice field, man, and I am excited, bro. And we get to be out there on
0: Saturday, man, up close. Yeah, man, I can't wait until Saturday, man. I'm glad this time is here. We've been talking about, like you said, Perez, for a while, and now it's our time to get it in, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, audience, we're going to get into the
1: episode. We got a lot of things to discuss here. First and foremost, A-Dub, the
0: Bears signed another tight end, Jesse James. When I saw this happen, Perez, I was like, wow, okay. Maybe the Bears want to do something from a depth standpoint. I mean, we already got to commit. We know we already got a gram. So it's like, okay, if we'll one of these guys get hurt or get injured. You just don't know, press It's a long season, so anything can happen. But you want to have somebody out there as well who can actually come in and be ready to play. He's one of those guys who's been out there before, got some wars, played for Detroit recently, played for the Steelers. So this guy can still play. So getting him in wasn't a bad idea. I thought we needed somebody just in case one out of the guys go down. I look at this
1: A-Dub and I'm like, this is a luxury, signing because you're right. We got one or two at the tight end position, already sold up. So Jesse Jaden is coming here to be a three. Right. So I
0: wondered, well, what did they sign him for, and could that money have been spent on another position? That's fair. I don't know what they what that means from the money standpoint because I get it right. It's more the money they got from the whole thing with Miller. But yeah, you need a guy like that, man, just in case, friends. You know. And you're right, we could have spent the money elsewhere. But I also looked at the fact that we're loaded at some other positions, and we looked at this position like, ah, oh, we kind of like we're going out there with a veteran. Who's been who got who had a long career, right? With Jimmy Graham, I'm not sure he's going to start a cold commitment, But still, you got a guy who's been out there a long time, who played a long time near the end of his career. At that, having him, I thought, hey, maybe may not be a bad idea, right? After trading Miller. Well, I don't think the Miller thing really coincides with this move with the tight end position. However,
1: I do think, from my standpoint, the way that I see it, you can't go wrong with having another veteran in that in that tight end room. Somebody that can help co-commit with the uh, ins and outs of the game. So I think that part would be cool. I think mm-hmm. he's a decent fit here. The experience that you brought up earlier about, you know, how he's been a productive player in the league, a nice little role player, they're going to be a nice spot for him in Chicago. I, again, I just wondered if they could have used the money to patch up uh, another position group. So we'll see what happens there. They also went after Justin Hardy. So to your point earlier, you brought up the uh, Anthony Miller being moved. We're going to get into that in a little bit here on the show. But Justin Hardy is a move that we saw a player that, that they signed after the Anthony Miller trade came down the pipeline.
0: I didn't think it was a bad idea Was getting Justin Hardy. I mean, he's a wide receiver, special teams type of player. I thought that was a decent signing. I'm not quite sure he's going to actually have the battle for position here. It's not going to be an easy um, a job to get. So with signing him, I thought it wasn't a bad idea. So the point that you made
1: regarding uh, Jesse James, when I saw this move, I looked at it as, this is a camp body. I don't think that this kid is going to make the team, but you're going to need some wideouts out there for the, the quarterbacks to throw the ball to. And right. you know what? If worse comes to worse, hey, what if someone gets hurt? Now you got a guy like this that can come in there and maybe give you some snaps. So he's return punts, he's return kickoffs, so he does have that type of experience. That's yes. something that we've talked about on this team that we can utilize a little bit. So I do like that aspect. But one thing for our audience to keep in mind, Justin didn't even play last year. That's something that this is worth noting. I think this is one of Ryan Pace's, he's going to throw a dart at the dartboard and see if it sticks or where it goes. If, if it works out, great. If not, no harm, no foul. I think that's kind of his thinking here with this, Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think the same thing, Perez. You're right, man. He doesn't work out, no biggie, right? We still got enough. So I think it's more of, hey, let's give him a chance, he just got an opportunity, see how hungry he is, see how he fits in with the team. If not, we move forward. Yeah, and with that
1: idea of uh, saying that we have more than enough, Audience, I know you guys probably been waiting for us to give our thoughts on Anthony can't get right Miller's trade to the Texans. A-Dub, talk to him.
0: Anthony Miller, press has been on your ass (laughs) the past year, pretty much. (laughs) We're actually rooting for you and wanted you to get off to a big start with the organization. We really did as far as coming to this season. Unfortunately, we decided to make the trade to get you out of here. But the one thing we did see last year that Perez and I hammered on multiple occasions was the fact of his inconsistency. Now he really gets a fresh start. The only thing I had a problem with, Perez is like, damn, this guy's going to training camp, but then find out he's getting traded. Like, whoa, you out of here. So I kind of felt bad for him from that perspective. But overall, I'm not mad about the decision to trade him to the Texas.
1: Yeah, so I will say this, man. When I first heard the news and you and I, we exchanged some text messages on it when the when the trade happened. I wasn't surprised. I mean, obviously, you know that the Bears had been shopping Anthony Miller. So, from that right. standpoint, I wasn't shocked. However, I thought that he's going to get one more shot here. So, I guess, with the way that the uh, team felt about some of the guys that they have in this locker room, in his wide receiver room, A-Dub, apparently, Nagy and company, they
0: feel comfortable with the guys that they have out there. Yeah, they probably felt that, you know what? How bad do we really need the guy? Truth be told, like you said, Perez, with the loaded wide receiver group we have now, become a little bit expendable, right? Like, we really don't need them if we just loaded uh, with talent on, on the wide out spot, so at the wide receiver position. So I wasn't shocked. I think for me, it was more about the timing, like, whoa, <laughs> like you say, Chris, I did think he was going to be with us for the rest of the season, but when it happened, I was like, whoa, this guy going to training cap and then got traded. But, you know, it is what it is. You hit a good point. They've been looking to shop him for a while already, so it's just, hey, we, we're here now, so now we got to focus on the guys that are already in the locker room.
1: Yeah, and to that point, we've been talking about it all offseason. Goodwin, Bird, and we got Daz Newsom. Once he gets back healthy, you got three guys that are going
0: to be fighting for those snaps at the slot position, bro. Yeah, man, it's gonna be very interesting. And at uh, the other part, for his is the ones we already they've already been here, like Money Moon, A-Rop those guys may not play that slot position often, but they could slide in on certain plays. And so you got to really think about that too. Like we've got these guys already on the roster. Then you have the new guys on the roster as well who can also slide into that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing play out.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that point because there were some times last season where you saw A-Rob in the slot lining up and trying to take advantage of some mismatches. So I'm sure Matt Nagy will get uh, pretty creative out there. You know how he operates. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> Always doing some shit.
1: <laughs> Always. The mad scientist. But uh, <laughs> to the point that you brought up about the fact that, yeah, I was on Anthony Miller's bumper. But I will say this, man. I wish him well. I hope that he gets his career on track there in Houston. He's got a really good opportunity there, man. He's he's pretty much lining up to be the number two receiver in Houston. So yeah. if he could go in there and do what he has to do, man, he could go out there
0: and earn himself some money, brother, this uh, offseason. Yeah, man, you're right about that, Perez. I think this change of scenery might actually work out for him because now he doesn't have to fight for a lot of, with a lot of guys to try to get some snaps, some opportunities. So now he'll get his chance, really. He'll definitely get a lot of opportunities. So it's up to him now to pretty much change things around for himself, man. I think now his career pretty much might be in his own hands. So hopefully it works out for him, Perez. I would love to see the guys stay in the league. But yeah, it's up to him, man, to make those decisions. Yeah, so we'll definitely see... Hey, man, we wish you well, unless you can play against the
1: Bears in the future. But, man, Anthony, nothing but the best to you, brother, man. Good luck to you, your lady, and your little one, man. I hope you guys enjoy Houston. And sorry it didn't work out here in Chicago. Sky's the limit, man. Just keep grinding. Keep grinding. We wish you well. All right, man. Well, a little funny story, a little anecdote, A-Dub, that I know we were kind of joking about off air, was when uh, David Montgomery, uh, a few weeks ago, He threw out the first pitch at the Sauce game. It wasn't the best pitch. I remember (laughs) I was at the game and I kind of saw him make the pitch. And he told the story on the podcast. Hey, Doug. I don't know if you got a chance to catch it, but he said basically he was so nervous and he said he was in his head. And he said he went up there and he said, When he threw the ball, he said, I know that's what gonna be a good throw. And he said, Man, I know my (laughs) mom was probably disappointed in me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro, when I saw that friends, I was like, Well. That's good you play football because we know what you can do best. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Running people over. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, I will say to, to his point,
1: though. Throwing that first pitch is not as easy as people think, man. I um I had to do that one time for like a little softball game or whatever. They had us go out and each one of us kind of threw the ball out to the catcher. It wasn't yeah. as easy as you that, that some people like try to make it seem not to be. It's a lot of pressure. Everybody's watching you. So I knew what David Montgomery was thinking about. But see, the thing for me, what I was doing. I was practicing that throw uh, at the park before I had to do it. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't going to go out there and embarrass my damn self. Uh
0: -uh." Right, right. (laughs) A lot of guys don't do, man. They don't practice for it. They just go to that mound and just make that throw. And thinking it's pretty much simple. When they find out, like, whoa, shit, I done threw it too hard or too low. Uh And and now it looks really bad. So you're right. They don't really practice that kind of pitch, man.
1: 50 Cent probably had the worst first opening pitch throw I've ever seen in my life. Listeners, if you guys (laughs) haven't seen that, please Google it. It'll give you a great laugh. I'm going to Google it after we record. That was the worst, and I mean the worst throw that I've ever seen. As big as 50 is, and all the muscles he's got, (laughs) you really
0: threw the ball like that? (laughs) Right. I was like, 50, you must say throw a pass, man, for the ball in what, how many years, 20 plus years? Because you look awful when he threw that boy. He
1: looked real bad. But no, man, uh, I thought that was a funny story. David Montgomery, like A-Dub said, hey, he's our running back. We, now we see why he's stuck to football, because his baseball game <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired.
0: <laughs> exactly. Hey, Perez, he used to carry it. He used to throw it That's right.
1: Hey, he ain't sweetness.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Walter Payton, his birthday was recently, so I wanted to give a shout-out to Walter Payton, the Payton family. Sweetness, the greatest ever, man, the greatest bear. And I would say this, man, probably in my opinion, the greatest NFL
0: player of all time. Man, look, I love this motto, Perez. Never die easy, baby. Sweetness, like you say, is the greatest, man, no doubt. And, you know, happy birthday to him. Salute to him and his family, man, as always. Let him rest in heaven. But, man, Sweetness, you're, you're definitely the one that we always keep on top of mind when we talk about Chicago Bears football.
1: Anybody that listens to this show, you know how we end the show. So you know the love we have for Walter Payton. Yes, sir. All right, man. So, man, let's get into it, man. So we got training camp here. Now, the Bears did open up training camp with a couple notable names on the pup list. And one of the names is somebody that we've talked about a lot on the show. So we talked about Tariq Cohen a lot leading up to it. He's one of those guys that we're like, hey, we see big, big time potential for him to have a really good 2021 season. So he started training camp on the pup list.
0: Not that I'm necessarily surprised by that, AW, but what were your thoughts when you saw that they put him on the list? You know what, Prez, I wasn't surprised either. You know, I think they want to take it easy with Tariq. We know he came off an injury. You don't want to rush a guy into something, right? You really want to take your time with him. So I wasn't shocked to see that occur. Yeah, and also, too, you're right about that because if he re-injures or has any sort of setback,
1: then that means his season could be in jeopardy. So you definitely want to make sure that you're working him in slowly. We don't need him necessarily be practicing right now. We can make sure, you know, that he's still getting his rehab in because they say he's been there every day grinding. So... I'm not hey, worried about this one. I think it might just be a matter of just them just playing things a little safe.
0: That's it. And I'm I'm fine with that. Totally fine with that, Prez. I do want this guy, when the time comes to be ready for the season, I want him fully ready, you know, and not have any kind of mental lapses going into it.
1: If we don't have this guy in the offense, that's a large weapon to lose. So I'm really hoping that we can just work him in gradually. And by the time the season is here, that three is ready to rock.
0: Absolutely. So right now, you got time. Keep easing them in until he gets fully there. Yes, sir. Daz Newsom also is opening camp on the Publis. A-Dub, talk to him. Daz Newsome, that's my boy there. The fact that he missed a lot of time already, I think they're doing the right thing with him man, as well. There's a lot of catching up he has to do, too. So I think right now, the approach they're taking with them is a safe approach. You don't want to put too much on this kid right now. He's actually just starting his NFL career pretty much, right? Haven't played a full first game yet, but still, you want to make sure you take every precaution, every measure you need to take with a kid like him moving forward. Fair point there. And I would say this too, this is why it's going to be very important
1: though for Das, even though he's on the pup list, to make sure that he's taking those mental notes, making those mental reps, because that was something that Nagy talked about earlier in the offseason. We brought it up on the show is that, hey, He's going to be making sure that the reps are going to the veteran guys. So these rookie guys, they're going to have to make sure that they're taking those mental reps and staying ready. So it's going to be very important for a guy like Das to make sure he's watching what these guys are doing, watching what your boy Money Moon's is doing, watching what A-Rob is doing, watching what Bird and Goodwin are doing. Because when he gets his time out there, he wants to make sure that he's ready
0: to roll as well. Exactly. In addition to that, Perez, also watching film. I know he's already doing it already, but doing his homework outside of uh, the practice. So if he continues to do those things, Perez, I think he'll probably put himself in a good position to come back much more prepared. But right now, I understand what we're doing, what we're doing with him. We just want to make sure we have this kid prepared. Fair point. Jermaine Effetti, another
1: name that's popped up on the pup list, man. What'd you think about that?
0: Man, with Jermaine DeFetti, you know, with the hip situation, prayers. you want a guy who could possibly be on your offensive line who's going to get that starting role to be fully healthy. You don't want no setbacks on that line. So right now, taking it slow with him, prayers. I think it's the right approach. Let them do that until he's really fully, fully healthy and ready to go. So I like the idea of them giving him some time to really just, you know, stay on the sidelines and look at things from afar versus actually being out there playing.
1: Now, a name of someone that we have talked about a lot on this show a name of someone that we've talked about a hell of a lot this offseason, Robert Quinn. Now, Robert Quinn was not on the pup list, but we do know that Robert Quinn missed the mandatory minicamps. He was dealing with a little bit of a back injury. So I was very surprised and very, I would say, uh, pleasantly surprised that his name didn't pop up on that list, a Deb because this is a guy that we need to have a bounce-back season. This is a guy that we need to be out there making things happen.
0: Yeah, Perez, I'm with you, man. And I've, I've always been concerned about rapper Quinn when it comes down to his health. You know, I was concerned last year, right, when he turned out to be injured and how much time it took to get him back to almost near full strength, right? He didn't have a great season, but it took, a, took some time for him to look like himself a little bit. So you wanted to go into the season where we go through the same thing. So even with him now having a little bit of back injury and those kind of things going on, those things can be an ongoing thing, Perez. So you want to try to get as healthy as you possibly can, but I do understand though back injuries, Perez, That's not just a one-time thing, man. That can be a nagging situation throughout the season. So whatever it needs to take to get this guy 100%, let's do it because it's a lot of money invested in him. Listen, man, you ain't got to tell me nothing about no back
1: injuries, shit. My old ass, sometimes I wake up in the (laughs) morning and I'm like, God (laughs) damn. (laughs) Like, did I sleep the wrong way? (laughs) Man, I was like, all I was doing was sleeping Why I wake up like this. I'm like, boy. (laughs) Father father, time,
0: man, I swear. My Lord. <laughs> man, father time waits for no man. <laughs> Bro,
1: will always be undefeated.
0: Always. Exactly. <laughs> but one thing, one
1: point I wanted to make on Robert Quinn before we move along here is they did an interview with him and they were just asking him about his thoughts on the season, A-Dub. And obviously he said it was a disappointing season, but right. that he was looking ahead to 2021 season. So, what he also said is he understands what the Bears need from him. He said that the Bears, they're all on the same page, A-Dub. And he said, we understand, in his words, what I need to do and what the mm-hmm. team and what the team needs from him, and in, in, um, in, in basically in, in reverse order. So he said he's just going to leave it at that. But he said, they know where I'm best at, and we'll just keep it there. So it's almost sounding like he has a preferred way that he wants to be utilized out there. And it also yeah. sounds like the team is also probably letting him know we got to get more out of you. No more excuses. Time to go.
0: I'm glad he had that discussion with the coaching staff on what he needs to do and the fact what we can get the most out of him. Because I know Coach DeSai talked about getting the most out of players and put them in situations where they can be great. So I'm glad they actually. This is actually proof that this actually happened. There's been ongoing discussions like that. So this is another test of that, Perez. So I'm hoping that hey, when the season kicks off, we see him in some situations to where he can be most effective and where he actually you know gets some results out of it. But, yeah, you wonder, because, again, I mentioned about the money that's tied up into him, but you want to see this guy do well. I mean, we cannot sustain another bad season for him like last year when we know a guy like him was capable of doing some damage as what he did with Dallas. Man, we can't keep wasting
1: these years of Khalil Max Prime. So, no, the time is now. The time is now, Robert. Step up. Step sure. up. One more injury I want to touch on, man, is Tevin Jenkins. So he's missed his second straight practice with a back injury, A-Dub. and so. I'm wondering, is this something that's just like a little bit of another nagging injury, like when you talked about with what Quinn dealt with over the mandatory OTAs and minicamps? Or is this a situation of this could be something that could be a bit of an issue? I don't know. But what were your thoughts when you saw the fact that Tev didn't practice for the second day in a row?
0: I was concerned, (laughs) Perez. I was like, damn, we can't have him hurt. This is one of the guys for the future that we have on the offensive line and take us to new heights when it comes down to the offensive line and being one of the leaders on the line at some point down the road. So seeing him come up with back tightness, Prez, I was like, man, I don't want this to be an ongoing thing with him, right? Because once you start having back issues, Pres, that tends to happen often, more often down the road. So you wonder with that. Hopefully it's nothing just precautionary. I wonder if it's going to be an ongoing thing. I hope not, Prez, but I am optimistic about it but I'm, and also concerned at the same time because you just never know, man. When you're taking physical punishment, you got to go against Khalil Mack and all these other guys who's coming at you, man, and they're trying to help get you better could you re-injure that back, right, while you're doing it? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I do
1: know that when they asked Matt Nagy about it, he said he wasn't concerned about these injuries that uh, have popped up so far. So maybe it's just a minor thing, but the point that I'm just a little concerned with is the thing that you mentioned. He's missing practice time, which means those are valuable reps that he's missing going up against a Khalil Mack. That's only going to get him ready. We've talked about it on the show, so we don't have to go into that again in detail, but those are valuable reps that... I'm hoping that he'll be able to get back in there really soon and be able to go head up with Khalil Mack. I mean, I hope he's out there battling with him on Saturday so we can see up close to person, so we can give our opinion on and, and what we're seeing as far as his technique and how he's responding out there, you
0: know? Yeah, for us, absolutely. And I just hope that, you know, with him doing so, coming back, I don't want to see any kind of a setback with him, right, to where he can actually... Heard it, make it works, right? Make the back injury, you know, re uh, reactivate or something like that. I don't think it will. Like Nagy's saying, that maybe it's nothing big or huge. But still for me, it's like, hey, this football, man, it's a physical sport. So if you're going against guys who are that strong, that quick and that fast, and you can just push you any kind of way, you know, and you make a bad fall, you know, that's what can re-aggravate things like that. But overall, I think a guy like Jenkins, man, hold his own ground, want to get better. But I, I still do wonder, you know, if a guy like him, how he's playing. I want to be at 100% versus 85 or 90. Yeah, I mean, and and the last point that I have on Big Tev is the fact that the Bears
1: have put a lot of faith in him to be the starting left tackle. I talked about early in the offseason the decision to cut Charles Leno. While we know Charles Leno wasn't the best left tackle, I was wondering what was the harm in, in not keeping the guy around for another year, putting Tev at the right tackle position and let him gradually move into that left tackle position in the future. Right. However, the Bears had other ideas. So now I'm looking at it like, this is a guy that we're expecting to be that left tackle at the gate. We can't afford any setbacks. We can't afford for him to be missing valuable practice time. So just hoping that this is just like a minor injury and he's back out there
0: soon. Right, Perez. And one other thing I will say is that pressure you put onto a guy, right? When you say he, he got the keys to that position, you wonder if he's ready, right? And the thing is that mental part of it, right, Perez, You think about it mentally, are you mentally there? Because... I'm not sure how you've had injuries or things that happened to you that hurt you in the past, but you just never know, man. Can a guy like him sustain that type of injury to the back? I'm not saying he's injured that he's going miss time, but enough to where it can actually mess with your mental psych. So I hope that everything is all as well with him, but you just never know. We'll just see how it plays out, but I'm hoping to get to the field soon. Yes, sir. All right, man. So one thing, though, that I did want us to take a
1: little bit of time and kind of dig into a little bit, A-Dub, is Matt Nagy's comments that he made about the fact that he wasn't ruling out the possibility of Justin Fields winning the starting job. Now I know listeners—they're gonna probably be all lathered up, you know, hearing about this part of things. You guys probably saw the the clips when Matt Nagy said that. But A-Dub, give us your thoughts process on Matt Nagy basically not ruling out the fact that Justin Fields could get that starting role.
0: Matt Nagy been asking answering questions about that for quite a while when coming out of Justin Fields. He has a plan for Justin Fields and really want to focus in on that. He didn't quite like rule it out for but what he really wanted to do really was just focus on, hey, what we actually doing to help Justin Fields get better. You know, if he somehow gets to that point to where we feel very comfortable with him on some of those things, then, hey, you know what? This might be, right? But the thing is, we're not going to go there right now. really. So right now, he kind of left the window open. But again, he didn't side one way or the other. I, to me, I thought like he really avoided the question, really. You know, mm-hmm. um, by really just trying to focus in on, again, about Justin Fields, or what he's doing well and what he's still working on. I mean, yeah, to your point, we know
1: that they got a plan for Justin Fields, right? And it's the plan is to bring him along slowly. And the plan is to let Andy Dalton take the reins week one against the Rams. Right. But one thing that I thought about was, okay, even though he didn't rule it out, he did say that Justin Fields couldn't do anything to win the job during camp. And I thought that part was important.
0: Right. And the thing is, Fred, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Um, he's made his decision already. He wants to give Andy Dalton an opportunity, right? A fair chance. And again, I think about also Fields getting a fair chance as well. But I think he's always decided already that who he want to start. And nothing wrong with it. You had your mind made up. I know Andy Dalton hasn't had a lot of time with this team's first year here as well. He's learning things, trying to catch up to things. And I think really when you start making these comparisons on when the job who's going to get it, it makes things a little bit more challenging, right? And what, what Nagy's trying to do, Fred, is avoid all that. I don't want to make this whole thing rocky, right? I want to make it an easy transition for the team to know who's going to be there and everyone can play what they're going to play with. And just move on from there. If someone comes to take the job, oh well, it is what it is. Football. But right now, we want to keep that cohesion with the team and just try to move forward the right way.
1: Well, I mean, and that and that's a fair point. Um, when when I think about this whole quarterback scenario, we talked about it at length. I think the best thing here is to let Justin learn. We know he has a tremendous amount of talent, but let's just let the kid continue to build on that skill set that he has. Let Andy do his thing. Give him a shot. Right. See how that works. But One important thing to note when it comes to this whole whole scenario is for fans to just think about this. No matter how incredible Justin Fields may look in a preseason game, no matter what type of reports that we get out of a training camp that Justin Fields was throwing strikes, Matt Nagy's pretty much telling you guys where his mind is when it comes to this quarterback situation. So while he didn't rule it out, I still wanted to at least discuss this because I wanted to get your thoughts, A because I was curious of like, man, he didn't say. Outright, that you know that Justin Fields couldn't, but he did kind of dodge the question a little bit as well, so it was a little right. bit of. I thought he was kind of like toying with the media a little bit, with
0: <laughs> yeah, man, hyping him up a little bit. Nothing wrong with that, praise. I like how he did it, but one thing I did like what he said was that he wants Justin to be electric, you know, uh, electrifying, you know, and I think, um, that is what we all want for him, right? So, whatever it is, it takes to continue to help him grow. In that aspect of things, Fres. So, definitely won't have any kind of setbacks or look like medi- mediocrity when he takes the field or get his opportunity to start in one of these games. L- let Nagy do what he got to do there, you know? And um, I think Justin Fields is definitely going to get his chance at some point, Fres. That's something we do know. But at this point, who we'll starts the season, it's not really that much important to me. I'm fine with Eddie Dalton. You know, you and I have talked about that already. And just I want everything to take its course, right? Because Justin Fields is going to get his chance at some point. Yeah, he will.
1: Um, but I think that we can win a good amount of games with Dalton as the, court, as the starting quarterback. So I'm confident there. I really think the desire. we talked about it on the last episode, I think he's going to be able to get this defense back to a good place. And I think that if Matt Nagy centers this offense around a strong running game with a balanced passing attack, I think we'll be in a good spot, man. You know, so there's a, yes, lot, of, there's a lot of factors that lead me to believe, let Justin sit, let him learn, and let Andy do what he's got to do here. Because, I mean, A-Dub, our early training camp thoughts that we're going to k- get into here now, Andy Dalton turned heads in his first practice. So that's already showing you some signs here that Andy Dalton might be in a good spot here. And he hooked up on a nice
0: pass to your boy, Money Moon. Yes, sir. Prez, you know I felt about that, man. Hey, man. Hey, look. The bank was open, baby, (laughs) even in practice. (laughs) So I was excited about that, my brother. I really was, man. So I was like, okay, that's a good pass, you know? And the thing is, you look forward to seeing more of that really um, down the road. And one thing, too, and
1: this was something that I talked about a little bit earlier in the offseason. I talked about Andy Dalton and his deep ball accuracy. Now, that was something last season that we struggled with. We know Darnell Mooney is a deep threat on this offense. And there were a lot of times where he was either getting underthrown or overthrow. I think the key to this season is we have quarterbacks that have a really good deep ball. And already when I'm hearing about the fact that Andy Dalton has several deep balls, some guys, and that was just in the first practice on Wednesday. So
0: my thing is, hey, let's keep those vibes going because I love to hear that. Chris, if we can be consistent with throwing the ball deep, that takes us to another level offensively. I mean, we'll see a whole lot more excitement from this team uh, offensively. As a matter of fact, that may even pump our defense up even more by seeing that, well, we're making some big plays, right? To get people more pumped up, excited, you know, about, you know, playing, winning football. So I hope we can make more of those plays. I want to hear more about those throughout, you know, the training camps. Uh, but yeah, man, that's something that we really can be paying close attention to right there and seeing how, we, uh, how effective we are with throwing a deep ball.
1: I'll tell you one thing. I know that defense ain't gonna be happy about it if if, if Dalton keep making plays on them. That's a proud group there. So I think they're <laughs> right. I think they're right to see that happening on those opposing teams. But I get your point. If if this offense looks better than it did last year, it's gonna revitalize that group for sure.
0: Right, right. But right now in practice, going against Khalil Mack and those guys, they are not be happy about that. They're like, hold on, we gotta put, we got put the end of this right now. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Yep. You know how they, how they go, and also to that secondary, they're like, uh uh-uh. uh, we gotta shut that shit down. Exactly. You ain't leaked on us today. Ain't no free lunch here. No. Well, speaking of the secondary, now another name that we didn't really bring up earlier we talked about a lot of the injuries was the fact that Eddie Jackson was placed on the NFI list. And that's a hamstring injury of why he was put on that. So that was something that I thought, like, was pretty curious. So that's another key player that now is out right now. So obviously, Nagy, again, said that he wasn't necessarily – uh, concerned about these injuries, but however, that's just another key guy that's on the list. And for Eddie Jackson, that's a non football injury designation there. So yeah. they said that the injury occurred away from the
0: team. Yeah, that sucks right there. Well, I would just say, you know, while he's out, man, and take some time off uh, to deal with that piece of it. And it's not major. Um, Deion Bush, Deandre Houston Carson, you know, you guys are going to pick up the slack with taking some reps, man. And hopefully you guys can continue to get better, you know, while our um, while guys sit, man. So, um, you know, You and I know that Eddie Jackson is going to be fine. Uh, We're not too much worried about that. Hamstring injury, you know, that can, that don't take much longer to to heal up, maybe a few weeks. But anyhow, it doesn't seem to be to that point to where it's that bad. Well, it depends on the level of
1: that hamstring injury because there's some hamstring injuries that tend to linger a little bit. It's just something that he can just rest and and, kind of get back right. But those hamstring injuries, so yeah, it's a tricky injury. It's a very tricky injury.
0: That's true, too. Absolutely. And I hope there's nothing severe, right? I would just say that. If it's not severe, then, that puts us in a good spot. So one thing that I wanted to talk to you
1: about here, and this was something that kind of made me, I perked my, uh, my eyes and my ears up a little bit, man. So I heard that Hakeem Hicks was absent from today's practice, A-Dub. And when Nagy was talking about all the various injuries and all the different guys, this guy's out with this, this guy's out with that, he didn't mention Hakeem Hicks' name at
0: all. So what's up with that? Well, I can say to their prayers, like, damn. All right. Um, I hope it's nothing majorly or nothing serious. Right. Because you, you always get worried. Right. I mean, I was worried with, you know, Eddie Goldman and I was like, is he going to show up or not? Right. He did. But I'm like, now nah, with him, I'm like, nah, it's not Eddie Goldman. It's Hicks this time. So what's really going on. So hopefully we hear more about it, press at some point. But I do want to know what led to it, you know, if we can get mm-hmm. some answers. Right, right, right. Because I'm saying they made no mention about it. And
1: uh, I also noticed some of the media members, they sent out just asking for clarification after the practice, but uh, then Bears didn't respond back to him.
0: Yeah, man. I hope he's okay. That's the most important thing that I always ask him, is that his mental health and well-being, you know, is he okay? Is his family okay? You know, because those Mm -hmm. things that could really get to you and make you not want to play football. So um, if he's all right, I'm all good with it.
1: Yeah, and it could just be another matter, though, of uh, just giving maybe a veteran a day off because you know what you're going to get from him. He's been in the league for 10 years, so maybe it's just, hey, give the guy a day off. You know, he don't need to be out there, you know, practicing we already know we're getting from a Hakeem Hicks. Exactly, but hopefully it's not the two series. Either way, that's something I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out. We'll see if what happens with that tomorrow. I'm sure that they're going to ask uh, Nagy tons of questions about it tomorrow. Just, and, and you know how our Chicago <laughs> media is.
0: <laughs> right they don't miss nothing
1: <laughs> no nah. but i hope that whatever it is is not anything that uh you know tragic or anything that was going on with right. his life because at the end of the day like you mentioned these players they're humans and they're people first so just hopefully it was just the day off just to you know let them rest and hopefully it wasn't anything too too bad that he's dealing with i agree with you brother 100 man so One other thing that I wanted to get into, man, before we get out of here, and this is something that you and I touched on maybe about a month ago when it came to talk about Matt Nagy's approach to these practices and also his approach to training camp. So now, obviously with the Bears coming back off of two consecutive 8 eight seasons, A-Dub, which, disappointing to say the least. (laughs) Right, I agree. But I feel like Matt Nagy is doing what a lot of us in this fan base are happy to hear about. Because he promised that there was going to be a nice sense of urgency throughout training camp as the team was to rebuild. What are your thoughts there on that? Because we have seen in the past where Matt Nagy kind of had more of a lax training camp after the Bears had that really big time season, and it kind of came back to bite him in the ass. So now it sounds like Matt Nagy is like, uh uh we're going to fucking grind this offseason. We got to get this (laughs) shit going.
0: Right. Hey, look, hey, look, he he adopted mindset of a lot of these players, no days off, man. We got to get right. We got to get this thing turned around. Eight and nine is not going to cut it, right? So it's like, look, we got to get things in order. And I think right now he's saying, since the fact that, hey, a lot of pressure on him as the, as the coach, you know, of the team, because right, for us, you know, with him, we've seen two eight and eight seasons, it's not good. You got to turn things around, do some things differently. So it looks like he's actually learned to realize that, hey, maybe preseason and all these other things are more important than what he thought, because how can you really evaluate these guys very well if you don't really give them the opportunity to really play? So now you get to have preseason and utilize these guys for all these different things now and say, hey, I want to see improvement every time you guys step on this field. Yeah. And uh, I think
1: the one thing, though, is while they did have a very light practice on Wednesday, it was a scripted practice. They had no helmets. But what we're hearing from the team, though, is they're going to be gradually building this thing up, and they're going to be kicking this thing into gear. So we're going to see probably a training camp that we have never seen other than Matt Nagy. It's probably going to be high-paced, high-tempo, and I think it right.
0: might be getting a little physical out there. So we'll see what happens there, man. Yeah, press. and the thing is, it's a lot of competition on this team as well, right? We've seen that. We talked about that. Like, look, everyone's trying to compete, so everyone's pushing each other to get better. So, you got to roll with that. You kind of sense that this year is a little bit different than previous years. It's a lot of urgency on everybody now, you know, like you mentioned already, Fred, Khalil Mack getting older, Um, you know, Hicks, you know, um getting older as well. We got to put the time and the work in, man, to be effective on that field. And it all starts right now. And it looks like a lot of guys are putting the work in our rookies, the vets. You know, it's like it's an ongoing triple down effect. So you kind of like this. I remember
1: going to bourbon egg training camp practices after the, the bears had their big uh, season in 2018 uh, that ended in the loss in the first round of playoffs. But I noticed that year that the practices, the guys were doing a lot of walking around. There was a lot of like little laissez faire type of attitudes. Right. And what Matt Nagy said about this time around, it's going to be none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said that they're going to make sure every rep counts a dub. And that to me was music to my ears because if these guys are taking their reps and they're really applying themselves and going hard, then you take that into the game. If you kind of right. go at it lax and kind of just like going through the motions, well, then you're going to take plays off. So I think that mentality, you just got to, once you're out there on the field, you gotta go. You gotta try to find some of the advantage that you can get on the opponent. There's always things you can be learning out there. So make sure you basically take
0: advantage of your reps. Right, right, Chris. He's striving for excellence, man. And that's what I like about it. Like, hey, consistency, chemistry, and excellence. We need all those things combined. And I think right now he's holding everyone to that standard. If he can stick with that and our guys continue to show growth, I'm quite sure we won't see our defense like we saw last year, where they started to get tired and, and start to you know go down, right, Chris? They didn't look the mm-hmm. same in the last second half of the season. So I'm just hoping everything can come together this time, and the fact that we're putting that work into the offseason like this year can definitely help. So, I, I like this idea, man. And um hopefully, our guys can continue to stick at this pace. Yeah, man. Uh, so,
1: audience, we are very excited. Like, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, we're going to be live at Hallis Hall on Saturday. We're going to be live tweeting from the uh, Chicago State of Mind podcast account. So, for any of our DB listeners that follow us at the Bears Pod, go ahead and give us a follow at Chicago Versus. That's Chicago. And in verse is a spell, V-E-R-Z-U-Z. Go ahead and throw us a follow over there. We're going to be live tweeting. We're going to be sending out video of, well, as much video that the Bears are allowed. You know, the Bears are very, they're very secretive. They don't want a lot of information getting out there. But whatever we're allowed to, to post, we'll get that information out to you guys. But We're definitely looking forward to the opportunity to see practice up close and personal.
0: Yeah, Perez, man. I'm looking forward to it, man, to hanging out with you that day, man. Hope we have a great time to see our boys.
1: Yeah, man. And I hope. We see that offense looking pretty good out there, man. I, I want to see the defense get a little frustrated because when I used to go to Bourbonnais a lot, there were a lot of times with that defense, and I talked about it before, how Khalil Mack was uh, harassing Mitch Trubisky for a lot of different practices. So I'm hoping that the offense can now give the defense some fits. I hope that they can change
0: the tides a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man, I want to see some tough battle spreads, especially some of the things that you're going to post. You know, on, on the account, man, it'd be great to see some of those tough battles right there that people are like, whoa, I know these guys are really getting into it. So I hope they get a little chirpy, a little smack talking. I like stuff like that, you know, and I want these guys to play a little physical with each other, right? Whatever it takes. But I, I'd love to see some good competition out there, man. Yes, sir. Well, audience, stay tuned. We will be live tweeting that experience. Also,
1: we're gonna do another episode probably within a couple days after that. So we'll give our thoughts on that practice from Saturday. So a dub, we got a lot to unpack, we got a lot on deck for the listeners. So stay tuned. Yes, sir. All right, now. Another dope-ass episode, and we are out. Go on and sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Barry
0: Stintes Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Barry's Nation, come down with us.